they finally gave Nightwing's dog a name in the comic books. <gasps> oh! And guess what they named him? Uh, winger. Mm, no, bite wing. I was close. I was close. In the ballpark. <laughs> In the the ear the the, the ear definitely did not put you in that ballpark. Okay. Bite. Bite wing. I'm because it's Tom Taylor. And I think he's friends with um oh my fucking god I forgot his name who wrote um Hawkeye because I think they're friends Matt Fraction Matt Fraction there we go I think they're trying to go the Matt Fraction route with Nightwing in the DC comics so now he has a dog a three-legged dog I mean I'm okay with this because they're doing something some kind of fear fear state. And I guess Dick has not been in Gotham for a while. I haven't, I haven't been keeping up because I'm just like, what the fuck are they doing? The only thing that got me interested in DC again is the whole fiasco four months ago. Batman doesn't um, go down. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, Batman doesn't go down. Like, seriously? DC just wow <laughs> uh, I guess that's a good clue to say welcome back to the Space Oddity Collective Podcast I'm your host Desmond Desi is Dead Robson and don't worry if you need to believe it's not recording on week recorded up until what I talked about Batwing I mean Bitewing god damn it Bitewing Batwing is a character. Lucius Fox's son is Batwing. He's... I don't know where the fuck he's at. Every time they make a black person a Bat family character, they just disappear. Sus. The Sus DC Comics. You can make uh, Jonathan Kent the new Superman and Clark Kent's doing whatever the fuck he's doing, but you don't put no spot... Well, actually, I take that back because it was a big article about... um. Aqualad, the new Aqualad. Um, he's black. Well, all right, he's been Aqualad for like the last seven years. It's just he hasn't had his own comic book until now. Okay. So he's been on Young. He's been a staple for Young Justice for like the last couple of years. But yeah, that's the only thing that's, okay. inter- that's the only thing that's interesting about DC. We're not going to talk about. Well, Batman Day was a couple of days ago. Nothing new, besides Michael Giacchino. I'm pretty sure I butchered his last name. Oh, you mean just like Batman, nothing went down? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give you the, I'm gonna have to give you the round of applause for that one. It's a, it's, I'm gonna give you the round of applause if I can find it. There we go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was that was a good one. That, that was a good. Just... <laughs> um, on, on Twitter, he posted him with his orchestra doing uh, Matt Reeves the Batman theme, and mm-hmm. God damn, it sounds good. Okay. 
because a fan. Uh huh. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm still, like, unsure of, I guess, what to think about this movie. Because I'm just, I'm really wanting it to be good. Mm -hmm. But I'm also just, like, I don't understand how it relates to the other DC movies and what they're going to be doing. Because they're trying to make it sound like it's a multiverse mm -hmm. something something multiverse and I just see every time I, I'm just scared every time I try to think about it the windows error just pop in my head like yes yeah yeah <laughs> so we'll just say multiverse yeah. mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. a fan asked um, was your inspiration Batman the Animated Series? And he was like, there's a few inspirations, but yes. I was like... It's... I mean... Okay, it's just... Danny Elfman is just so good at, like, theme songs, like, catchy themes. Mm -hmm. For, like, just... Oh, he's just... He's so damn good. But, um, uh, what... Was, but what's good about Michael Giacchino and people keep like, what is he like? Literally, one person on Twitter is like, "What have you done?" And everybody's like, "Really?" <laughs> he did Incredibles, Incredibles two, Rogue One. Um, he helped out with um, the sequel trilogies. He did all three of the J.J. Abrams Star Wars, um, Star Trek movies. He has done sp so far two Spider-Man movies. He said after he's he's doing actually the Batman and Spider-Man. Um, away from home, away from home, or far from what? Far from home. Far from home, at the same time. Damn. So, take a break there, guy. And he's done a, re a concert recently. And he wor has worked on video games like Call of Duty, and I forgot the third, um, the other one, because I, because when you refresh your Twitter feed, you could just lose wherever the fuck you last was at. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what pisses me off with Twitter, but I be I believe in Giacchino because he um I love his um incredible incredible score it was like top tier, but he was able to incorporate the classic 1960s Spider Man theme into the Spider Man score to make it seem like it fit, and not just being like not to make fun of Danny Elfman. It's like every time you hear it, it's like oh that's Danny Elfman. But yeah. like, but Willie like, Jaquino is like when he's using something that's from the past, he makes it seem like it's fresh and relevant for today's audience. So when you hear the Batman score, it gives you a reminiscent of Batman the Animated Series, but it's not blatantly like, oh, this sounds like Batman the Animated Series. Okay. So I'm like, let's go. Now there's ones where he actually have to make it sound like like Star Trek. It had to sound like Star Trek when he's when he, when they're doing the score. Which is not bad. I mean, it's Star Trek, and I, I'm not going to rant. I, I promise. We we are going to rant. We are going to rant about this individual from Escapist Magazine. <laughs> but when, we we don't have a stupid ass rant oh, yeah. up here. <laughs> but uh, Star Trek, just sometimes I look at Star Trek fans, and I'm like, you just as bad as Star Wars fans. Just I like think just fans in general. Again, like, 
it's it's all made up of people. We're all made like people can be great, people can be terrible, and like no matter like where we're at <laughs> on like anything like fandom or otherwise, there's just gonna be like fucking dipshits. Yeah, out there. Does so. That- because I've been noticing with Star Trek fans, they just don't like the fact that, um, oh my god, what's her, oh my, Catherine, oh my god, what's her, oh my god, Kathleen Kennedy, Jesus fucking Christ, it was gonna, I was, I got there, it was either Kathleen Kennedy, is either a problem with her at the head of Star, uh, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Mm-hmm. Um, or the fact that Star Wars is there's Star Wars fatigue, and I'm even me. I'm going like, how is the Star Wars fatigue? And there's not a lot of Star Wars movies coming out. Where the fuck is this fatigue coming from? Like, if it was, if someone said Marvel fatigue, I get it. Right, blaming it on fatigue rather oh, than you like. Them not doing good movies because, or because I mean this is just obviously my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. No need for any for a Han Solo movie, mm-hmm. like absolutely no need whatsoever for a Han Solo movie. And so that movie didn't do that well because nobody. Well, I'm not gonna say nobody. There's people out there that enjoy it. if you like it. Like, good on you. I thought the design, like the fashion, was great in that movie um but it was just unnecessary. it was pointless it was very unnecessary i also thought rogue one was very unnecessary but that movie actually exceeded my expectations and i was like you know what never mind i love this movie this is cool because yeah, i do because i sorry sorry i'm interrupting sorry sorry oh no it's okay i just because i just thought it was um better movie than Solo and then like I mean I don't think we've had this rant before but like no. I absolutely hated Rise of Skywalker oh me and Christian had that um had that rant it was literally the last movie I saw in 2020 before the pandemic hit oh that's unfortunate and I'm going back it's very unfortunate and we already documented that I'm going back and watching. I already finished episode two. I, I finished episode two. And I, oh my God, what the fuck George Lucas was thinking? I know I said I was going to be going in with an open mind and being clear-headed. But getting to episode two, the direction he gave Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen and then the script, uh-huh. what in the fuck? And then you give mm-hmm. Jar Jar Binks this, like, you literally had Jar Jar Binks give Palpatine the power. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then at what point did, I, I even had to go, I went back and over the crawl, opening the crawl again to figure out, like, all right, how did she lose her power, position of power as queen? So, there's, okay, so, number one, are we going to be doing, like, our whole no. ranking thing for Star Wars, or has that been, like, officially, like, Postponed. Axed? Postponed. Until I can get, okay. until I can get through it, because 
I, after that, I was like, I'm going to go right into Clone Wars. But then all of a sudden, episode two just kept on ringing in my head. So it's been two weeks. I'm going to get into I'm going to get into Clone Wars and then episode three. Um, Attack of the Clones. It's just, um, oh, my fucking God. So, yeah. Um, the prequel trilogy just is the whole showcase of why George Lucas should never be the sole creator of anything. Mm-hmm. Because... He had a bunch of people helping him with the first Star Wars movies. Um, other people directing it, other people helping him write. Uh, His ex-wife. He had a lot of, yeah, he had a lot of, um, yeah, just assistance. And, um, and then, of course, you know, like, just kind of getting built up as to, like, geek godhood status always goes to one's head um and he thought he was like untouchable and so then we got these like shit movies but the one thing i will get him is he at least got politics yeah correct in those first movies because i mean you can just sit and watch our current political climate and just be like oh yeah that's that's how it goes and then, yeah, so. and, and and like Star Trek, I, I don't get why no one, I'm also going to assume, even the men, why nobody's wearing underwear? I'm like, I was like, there is a scene, and I'm not going to, not for you perverts, but there is a specific scene, and I'm just like, that's basically see-through for Amadala. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. So um, episode one got a two out of five. Episode one, I mean episode two, got a one and a half. I hate sand. It's coarse. As I said, it's because you don't like sand. Yeah, because you don't like sand. The uh, the only part I actually did like. At the end of the, in that movie, um, and okay, I know that was his hair. What the fuck is up with the facial hair on Ian McGregor? It it just there's a lot to say. What the fuck with like an assassin trying to kill a senator with a worm, but then that assassin was hired by another assassin to kill her. So it's like. What? That, what? The costume choices, the the, the story choices. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I'm about to meet. The up. writing choices, the oh. casting choice. It's just, it's fine. It's well, I'm about to meet Ahsoka for the first time in Clone Wars and see what's up. Um, they better give a reason why she's technically not in Episode Three. Or I might have to watch an episode of of Clone Wars to actually figure out why she's not actually there during Anakin's turn. I think someone said, watch Clone Wars and then watch an episode of of Clone Wars, the show, to then watch episode three. I have to find it. I have to find that text that my friend gave me. Yeah. And then you can talk about why... um, Stupid, dumb boys are all upset that Dave Filoni says uh, 
Shoka is a better Jedi than, or better trained Jedi than Luke Skywalker. Even though that really shouldn't be a controversial opinion, considering she was fucking trained to be a Jedi. And Luke Skywalker was not. Yeah, that that's that's very that's very evident. Like, I barely know who Ahsoka is, and if she was alive by the t- if she's still, a- you know what? That's even. This is why I have a problem with Star Wars. At least with Star Trek, I, I at least I can know who's still alive or who's dead by the time Next Generation or D Space Nine is is around, or hell, fucking yeah. uh, Voyager. Star Wars, it's a maybe with Ahsoka? She's, like, she's technically, like, what would she be, like, 15 years, maybe? Older than Luke? Yeah, so, like... 14? Here's my thinking. Like, she's technically she's an alien, so which means age would be technically different from humans. So yeah, what is a twilight lifespan actually? Now that I'm, because it's fine. I'm just gonna Google that real quick. Because they're but they're both in. I I know that they're both in Mandalorian. That's what I've been told. I was like, okay. So which means, by time we get to Last Jedi, Ahsoka will still will be there as well. So I'm thinking, all right. This is Dave Filoni. That's Ahsoka is his character. No one thought to put Ahsoka in these fucking se- these sequel trilogies. Like, I think she'd be more. Ben- I'm sorry, Luke Skywalker fans, but I think she'd be more if beneficial than fucking uh, Luke, especially someone yeah. who's especially um. You know, am I gonna get on Ray? But the way how um, how Ray was written, I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, Twi'leks have an average lifespan of 75 standard years. However, those who are keenly attuned to the Force can live up to 200. To which it seems like, from what I've been told once again, Ahsoka is very attuned. So I'm like... Look at Rosario. She looks. Did you know she was in a AEW match? Well, she did a stranglehold on a wrestler long enough for the wrestler Cody Rhodes to come in and kick said wrestler's ass. And then um, Rosario Dawson did like "Don't you fuck with me" type of walk and uh, walk back to her seat. I was like, "You go, girl. You do your thing." We also have, I also have, um, if you, this is your first time, I totally forgot about the intro to this podcast. If this is your first time since Space Idol Collective, welcome. It's been exactly, Jesus Christ, 20 minutes. <laughs> we derailed before we even officially derailed. Um, welcome. <clears throat> you can listen. Big old derailing, it's fine. Yeah, it, welcome. Um, once again, um, I'm going to keep on saying it because I've once you talk about Star Wars, it really sucks you in like the like the Sarlacc pick. Um, we're on podcasts and services around the globe. We love... Um, you can listen to us anywhere. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Yes, we're now on Amazon Music. Um, 
most people preferably like to use Spotify, so just go over there, click follow. New episodes sometimes every Monday, sometimes every Friday. This week, I don't know. Oh, oh quick correction, since it's actually been a few years. Uh, Ashoka is a Togruta, uh, not a Twilight. Our bad. They are slightly different species of mm. Star Wars, just in case there's any angry Star Wars fans yelling at us right now. Fuck em. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Right. Next. <laughs> I repeat. Fuck <welcome. laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, we're gonna fuck up. <laughs> I mean... Can't get everything right. Yeah. Um, I can confirm this week we will have um, Marvel's What If episode f- six and seven. I was about to say five and six. Six and seven of Ow. What If this week. Um, yeah, I'm not, I don't like episode six. I would just give you, you don't that. like. I don't like episode six. Dude, I, I didn't either. So we get the, we're going to go in depth on episode six, and then we just learned today about episode seven. Um, that's going to be very and hopefully it stay lighthearted. <laughs> it stays lighthearted after just these last three episodes. Just Jesus fucking Christ! I can't keep doing this sad BS no more. Um, th- like I can handle like some sad stuff, like sad endings if it makes sense. Like the sad ending of. Doctor Strange episode made sense. But just and I was fine with it. But then they just had to keep doing more and more sad shit. And then I was not happy. Because I was sad. Because endings. Ending then. It's fine. It's fine. How many more times are we going to watch fucking Tony Stark die in this goddamn show? I don't know. <laughs> We've got four times so far, people. <gasps> But it's only been six fucking episodes. (laughs) Something I've been waiting to do, and we finally have a sound bite for it. Welcome to Housekeeping. Housekeeping, you want me to jerk you off? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, okay. (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh-huh. yeah, on, good. on today's housekeeping um i was invited um this past weekend um september 18th so it's a fall exhibition at the Tor- if you're in the california area and you're near torrance or the south um, the south bay area torrance art museum has a fall exhibition called sir biennial i can never say biennial but i just tried oh well um, the artists that are featured in the ex- um, this art show, Ishmael de and oh my God, Ishmael de Anda the third. Sorry, my dude, I may have fucked up your name. Um, <laughs> Max Presnil, uh is curated by those two gentlemen, um, but the artist features Eddie Rudolfo. Marissa, uh, ooh, Marissa, Marissa C, 
trust me, I was even doing the same thing because I know I was going to be doing this on the podcast at the damn show trying to pronounce people's names. And when I walked up, majority of these artists was already gone. So I couldn't, like, normally I like to have them, like, teach me how to pronounce their last name. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, Pete, <laughs> Pete Hoff Ecker, I'm here. Uh, Frank Orozco, the Perez Brothers, Carol, um, Carol, um, Carolina. Carolina. Um, oh, Car- ah! You're, you're starting to break in and out. I'm good. I'm right here. My bars is good. I'm looking at my thing. That's probably because I'm moving. Um, Carolina um, Sardi and Jimena Sarno, who is a good friend of mine, who invited me to the show. It's a good cur- um, curated show. Um, this is... Um, actually, let me give the byline instead of just trying to just go off the top of my head. Founded in 2011, the Sir Biennial seeks to explore the complex notions of globalization and exchange that takes place in ambiguous borderlands between Los Angeles and the border south. Each of the independently curated biennial expeditions in the sixth edition showcase recently and newly commissioned works by local and international artists who have been influenced by the cultures of the artistic traditions of Mexico, Central and South America, and the Caribbean. It is it really is a good show. Um, there is definitely a piece um, that he and Asarno, um you have to it's 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 a um, very intimate piece and it's playing music um by different like um older younger um around my age afghan people um harmonizing and this that piece is uh, is surrounded by different um bowls of varying sizes clay textures and um different um acid tones of blue which is the first for Sarno so it's, it's a good it's a great piece and you get to um, learn a little bit more about each piece it's a good show. it was a good show oh cool to be invited to something I was like I'm honored <laughs> and I was obligated to go because I was like god damn it I have to go um <laughs> and then something that shocked me I was it w- walked in two former professors. I'm like, damn it, I really need to lose weight. <laughs> they knew who the fuck I was as soon as I walked in. This just shocked to see me there. I was like, does he still do art? I was like, in my head, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. <laughs> I was very sarcastic. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm here. I was invited by um Humana Sarno. And um, it was like, apologize for not like replying to emails. I was like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. let's hear let's enjoy the show give me five feet because we're in a pandemic and i need (laughs) (laughs) in a panorama it's fine yep and i um i had a a sour beer um beer beforehand and that just fucked with me the rest of the night (laughs) so yeah sours are very hit and miss for me not like ipas like I've learned. They can go wrong so fast. I was like, I went 36 years on this planet, not having a sour. I, yes, at two years old, I had a Colt 45. My family caught me on Christmas morning in the corner with a Colt bottle, Colt 45. That is a true story. At two years old, so I've been drinking since I was two, apparently. And in my 36 years on this planet, 
I had never had a whiskey. I never had a, a sour beer until that day, and I would never have another one because that is fucking trash. Just, ugh. and it gave me heartburn. That's how you know you're getting old. You get heartburn just off the damn drink. And I was like, I've been to this place before. I shouldn't. I like. I know the menu. My dumbass. I'm out. I haven't been out. I haven't been to a bar in a while. We about to get toasty before we go to the show. Let me. Let me. Let, let me try a new. A new thing. It ruined my night. It ruined my night so badly. When we went to Fat Burger, I couldn't enjoy my burger. Oh no. So let's just say, this man is now an old man, and that is housekeeping. Okay. Jerk you off? <laughs> Just without the happy ending. Without the happy ending. Oh my god. Alright, let's keep this fun ball rolling. <clears throat> so, at the PlayStation... I want to say conference. It was, just, it was a PlayStation showcase. Um, I talked about it on the solo cast. God of War Ragnarok was shown. Marvel Spider-Man 2 was shown. But then also something that was very shocking. Marvel's Wolverine is being made by Insomniac Games. The same people who has made... Um, they're using the same development team um, who made Miles Morales. And they came out and said it's going to be a full game. So it's not going to be like a, a game that takes seven hours to beat like Miles Morales. Well... Mm technically seven hours if you don't do all the side shit if you do all the side shit then you you clocking in about 14 20 hours <laughs> i wouldn't know i, I don't have the platinum yet because this is one fucking thing this, in this goddamn game that's pissing me the fuck off but then that's not the internet that's not still the need to play it yeah i still need to play that game but um a, a question did raise up to me though and being able to talk about it just to very briefly we said we was going to talk about it here the amount of fucking Marvel games are just strictly on PlayStation. It's like, and I and people are like, oh, you Xbox players? <laughs> I have PC, a Switch, a PS4, a barely functional PS3. <laughs> this motherfucking PS3 used to play PS2 games. Now it's saying disc unreadable. Oh, I'm like motherfuckers so i'm stuck playing three ps3 games on my ps3 i know i know but still i want to play tony hawk underground the only good tony hawk game <sighs> and my xbox one so but going through the catalog on fucking xbox i don't really see any fucking marvel games and i don't even remember any marvel games being on there unless it's like after Is it like the marvel versus capcom like Capcom, majority of the Capcom, the, the Marvel vs. Capcom games wasn't there was on Xbox, right? Yeah. So I was I was gonna say like 2009 but like, down, but 2010 up, I don't remember any. And I think like Ultimate Alliance, but again, those were like more like fighting type games, not Ultimate Alliance like game games. Ultimate Alliance was an RPG. Was it? God, when was the last time I played that fucking game? <laughs> I'd say, remember, Ultimate Lights came out like early 2000s. And they've been re-released, but I don't remember them being re-released on the on the Xbox, though. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I remember. It's coming back to me with the fucking circles. Yep. Like the circles around your character when you're playing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I remember. You members? I remember. Yep, 2006 Ultimate Alliance 1 on Xbox, PlayStation. Ultimate Alliance 2 came out 2009. PS4. PS4. Or PS3? PS4. P- P- the reason why PS4 because it got re-released. Oh, okay. PS4, Xbox 360, PS2, PS3, and the Xbox One. Cause also it's, so it's currently on the Xbox One both um ultimate alliance and ultimate alliance 2 if they still available because they was like they was like a timed thing on the um xbox live uh, marketplace and the psn store is like you have a, this specific time to buy these games and then they're gone forever like that disney vault shit mm. oh shit the person who worked on um dragon age inquisition score composed uh marvel ultimate alliance too Nice. I got. I get, well played. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to be triggered because I will start listening to the fucking Dragon Age score. Because that's so good. It fucking is good. We do not. Let's not do a tangent. Let's not do a tangent. Whatever. I'm still waiting for them to release the fucking tavern songs. You cowards. I'm pretty sure you know them. Yeah, but, you know, I'd like to be, like, one of those dumb people that has it on, like, vinyl. Mm, yeah. Speaking of vinyl, Thrice came out with a new record this past Friday, and I'm, like, patiently waiting till my money hits so I can spend the $27 on a new vinyl. Uh. Just let's go. Um, but so far, I, I'm not digging this new, this, hell, Ever since the PS4 and Xbox One came out, I'm not digging this new console era because now we're focusing on what what should be stuck to what console. Because it was like when it came to Marvel games, oh everyone could play it. Now when the fucking towards the end of the PS4 and Bethesda yeah. started joining up with uh, Microsoft, it's like all right, they will have these games for a specific time. These they will have these games for a specific time. So like. Spider-Man, everybody knew, okay, that's Sony's boy, so that, that he's never crossing over to Xbox. But then when it comes to, like, heroes like Captain America or, hell, in this case, who we're talking about, Wolverine, oh, cross-platform. Like, I don't even think Midnight Suns is also cross-platform. Actually, let me look up, because I know we talked about it, but I don't know if it's going to be cross-platform. Because that would be another, like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So at least there would be one Marvel game <laughs> on March twenty uh, March of next year for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X, Midnight Suns. So you get Wolverine. Just not, um... But with cards, right? Yeah, it's a card-based, um... Think of it like um, I'm trying to think of a card-based game. Ooh, I mm. it was there on the tip of my tongue. Oh my god! Like Gwent? 
Not it's like Gwent, but there's another one that's popular. Oh, like the was it the Blizzard one? Didn't Blizzard have like their card battle? Like, because the people who made XCOM is making this game. Magic: The Gathering. God damn it! Oh, there you go. Uh, it was. It was. It was like it was there. Um, but yeah, Magic: The Gathering is like you have your your combatants. Your energy card, like they literally showed the gameplay. Like it, it looks like a PS5 game, but then you see the fucking card come up on the screen. And like use this card for this specific attack, and it's like XCOM. I don't remember you doing that. Like the the Yeah, are... it sounds not great. Could be great, just doesn't sound great. Fire axes. What the fuck? Like you could just make a, uh. a simple RPG game, and just like keep it, keep it like that. You, since you already said there's no permadeath for any of these Marvel characters, all right, just make it a fucking RPG. But um, the interesting there, we don't know shit about Wolverine. Like the gameplay is an open world, is a leveled base, because so far, if you look at all of Insomniac games. They're all open world games, majority of them. They're not level. They're not really level based. So that's going to be interesting how they're going to approach it. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also going to be really interesting with like a character that literally cannot die. Yeah. Well, you have um, the closest. The Hugh Jackman. Don't even like talk about that fucking Wolverine video game bullshit. What X Men Origins Wolverine? That was don't a, even. That was a damn good game. That, look, he they got the healing factor right. The only way you technically get a game over is if you fuck up on the mission. Mm-hmm. Like if it was a stealth mission, if you fuck up, you got caught. Game over. You got to start over. Okay, if you didn't um, attack, if you, there was a there was this one that pissed me off. Wolverine is free falling. He has to he has to take out the Sentinels' arms, one of the Sentinels' um, laser cannons before you hit the ground. But you got debris flowing up at you, so it's like you you're like rushing at something. Like they found ways to work around that. So I'm I'm pretty sure a Semniac could be like, oh, we we can find ways to work around that. But then there's also, are they going to do the point of Wolverine? Bef- no, he always had his healing factor, so he can't technically. He's, you are right on that part. But, like, before anim- his animantium, or, but since they showed the animantium in the trailer. See, that's the thing. I hate. Video game companies are now becoming movie studios. Don't show us something if you ain't got anything done to give us anything. Because we don't know who's playing Logan. Mm-hmm. You we get all these Easter Easter eggs in this trailer, like the year that he first premiered in, in the comic books. The the, yeah. the person who he fought against first, which was Hulk, was the first person Wolverine ever fought against. Mandrapur is as the poster of Mandrapur on the wall on the wall. And if you have been listening to our me and Benita's Falcon and Winter Soldier review, we talked about. Bucky, Sam, and Baron Zemo in Mandrapur. I mean, if we get, like, 
him as um, what was his name? Fucking Patches. Yeah. No. Yeah, Patches. Was it Patches? It was Patches. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, just like almost like fucking undercover, like bartender shit. That could be kind of fun. That would be a good. I know. I know. Most people are like, they, if you go on Twitter, there's a Twitter thread like different costumes they would love to see. Wolverine in three piece suit with the eye patch is what everybody wants as an alternate costume. Dude, fabulous! Like he can do it. I mean, oh my god, what was that one? Just the underoos from the first time <laughs> the Insomniac Spider Man game. Where one of the costumes is literally just him in his underwear. Oh, with a paper bag over his head. Oh, that was pretty funny. No, that was that was uh, Sony's PlayStation. No, yeah, okay. The first, okay. They blur because uh, we um, we still have a working PlayStation One over here, and we still have the very um, PlayStation's very first Spider-Man game, and there is um, the Amazing Bagman. Oh, uh, I mean, a, I was talking about the Insomniac one, yeah, the I, Insomniac I, Spider-Man. I know. It, it, I had to, I had to pull it up. I was like, okay, I'm, 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 cro- in, in, I'm proverbially crossing the streams, <laughs> crossing the streams. Um, and there's no technically release date to this Wolverine game, but Spider-Man 2023, that's fine. But we also that gives us that confirms, yeah, PlayStation and Xbox, um, PlayStation Four and Xbox One users are not going to be playing this. You have to get a PS Five or a Series X. Which obviously releasing a video game system during the middle of a pandemic is not the smartest thing. Best move. And then on top of that, a good transition. PlayStation is releasing inferior PS Fives. The the friend showed me this. The specs on the new PS5 are they can get overheated a lot faster than the the first gen PS5s. How are we? What? Like what? Yeah. So okay, so this is like I swear to God, I feel like both of these companies were like okay. We're going to make production of these things, but we're going to only do, like, this amount of production before, like, release so we can keep that demand high. Because, obviously, they weren't anticipating a global pandemic. And then a global pandemic happened. And then they were like, oh, fuck, maybe we should increase production. But by that time, they couldn't increase production because there's a global pandemic going on. And so not a lot of people can fucking work in factories and shit and so now we got all these fucking shortages everywhere and now we're never gonna get any of these fucking systems because these fucking greedy motherfuckers couldn't just do a big fucking haul when they first released these goddamn systems or just push them to what like now <sighs> like it, apparently California is getting another $600 stimulus at some point there's people who do nice. not, there's some people who did not even get the 1200 that most people did at the earlier this year which means yeah you, you're going to get all these people between October and December with a, with money to burn if they're going to if they're going to save it which is smart they could have just released these consoles note if you have to do any christmas shopping 
just go ahead and do that shit um, right now because uh, those ports, those seaports, just they're they're just gonna get so clogged during the holidays again, even more than they already are, and so so many delays are gonna be happening. So just like do your Christmas shopping now, people. Like I s- there was like a sea of fucking diesel trucks on the freeway. I was like, oh, more marchin- merchandise is coming into the state or leaving the state to get to hit other cities. So I'm like, Port of LA has yeah. to be Port of LA has to be packed right now. Oh, I'm sure it's a shit show. Oh. So Xbox so far, the only thing that people are like complaining like what's up with the exclusivity of certain games um why Mar- why there is no marvel game current marvel games coming to them like i don't think guardians of the galaxy is on the fucking um series x actually before i put my foot in my mouth guardians of the galaxy let us see the game. <laughs> I have to be specific because Chris Pratt really popped up. I was like, motherfucker! Fuck you! Oh, okay. Oh, well, at least Guardians of the Galaxy is cross-platform. Series X, <laughs> Series S, Xbox One, and PS4 or 5. Okay. Well, this is idols saving their asses after um, that Marvel's Avengers thing, that's how I see. That's how I see it. But then people did come out and talked about: Do we really have to control Peter Quill? Eh. <laughs> There's like a lot of people like, like there was an article. I I can't believe I fucking lost it. One person's like, why can't we switch characters like in Marvel's Avengers, or why can't we switch characters like in Ultimate Alliances? We brought that up. And I was like, "Is a now a lot of us are fans of Peter Quill?" And it was like, "You should like." And he came out with an answer like, "You should play an RPG where you're in the of uh, the role of a leader." I was like, "Has he not played Dragon Age Inquisition? <laughs> um, have you not played Watch Dogs Two? I mean, there's plenty of games where you have to take the role of a leader." I was about to say Star Trek Voyager, but I was like, did Voyager ever have a fucking video game? I'm, I was literally like thinking of those point and click adventures when we were kids, like you get the computer free time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's where my mind went. <laughs> oh, man, those were the days. I would go back in time just to play Oregon Trail for the first time. Uh, that's one I honestly I feel like and just p- people I could just... be could be done well as a remake could also be done horribly as a remake it's it's not really going to be any in between because yeah. like I remember just putting people's names I dislike in the <laughs> as people I'm traveling with and just intentionally getting them sick and they die and it just be me and whoever's my wife like it'll be my crush as my wife and the people I hate as the rest of the family members 
So when the, I remember the um, this is where I learned as like a twelve year old, like oh the teacher can monitor your computer, so he'll put on like oh, let's see how everybody's doing in Oregon Trail, and he gets to me, wow, it's like you put your classmates as your um, oh wow they're dead, yep, still alive, and you just do that look at that one person you really hate, and he's like yeah you died of dysentery, I don't know what it is. You did. You died. Desmond, mm-hmm. me today know what dysentery is, and ooh, that's a horrible way to go. Just that was an evil. It was an evil child. Just whew. and now we're going to something that I've been holding off. Maybe need to get into. I want to talk about Matrix, but I, I'm getting really, really hungry, and um. <coughs> We just we, we just need to get this out the way because this this mother, okay. this the sound bite will will give you a reason why because it's one big oh man, there it is it's just one big <sighs> all right um, the escapist <laughs> the escapist magazines Casey also you know I'm I'm dropping my one. Nigga, I'm not going to get your name right, so fuck you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the title of this article, or opinion piece, not an article, just an opinion piece. Just The way my kid plays video games pisses me off. That should... T- if you get to this point and that title gets on your nerves before we even get any further... Thank you for listening to the Space Oddity Collective. Um, thank you for listening to us um, rambling on and do our tangents of plenty of plenty on this episode. That's going to be the title of this podcast. Tangents of plenty. Tangents ahoy! Ooh, I like that better. <laughs> tangents ahoy. I love that better. Alright. Um, thank you for listening. Remember, we're on podcasting services around the world. Um... Yeah, and stay tuned for more episodes during this week and next week, and then, uh, yeah. So here we go. This dude tried to sugarcoat and say his son, which I'm not going to name his son on the off chance, is the light of his life. He turned eight, and he's now obsessed with video games. But then he ends that first paragraph with, but I think I resent him for it. Right now, I consider him a man, uh, one of the opposite sides of millennials, because technically I'm a millennial. He represents the side of a millennial where I question why did you have kids if you're going to be this way with your kid? Like, normally millennials would be like, I'm not going to be like my parent, but then inadvertently become their parent. Didn't you have the ones who aren't their parent they just uh, they was probably a dick all through their lives and now they're a parent and they're applying that toxic in this case toxic masculinity onto their child yeah or gaslighting or passive aggressive anger on their child so I hope they grow up they find this article I'm just going to say it right now they hope they grow up find this article 
and just like you know what you're not going in the group home you're not going to old folks home we're just gonna let you die in the hospital bed for fucking up my vibe as an eight-year-old i know it's dark but i just like how shitty of a publication are you that you're like fishing for like stupid sound bites <laughs> like this it's like oh yeah, your kid doesn't like the old school games you grew up with because they're fucking hard. <laughs> like, like, going back through and playing some of the games I loved as a kid, I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. No, how did I have patience for this? It's because at the time, that's all you could have was fucking patience. But like, as an adult, no. Some of that shit fucking sucked. Yeah. And like, like he's and there's times I play games here on easy mode because I am just playing them for the story and I just want to have a good time and not be super fucking frustrated because I've had a bad day or a bad week or I just don't give a fuck and I want something to take my brain off things. Yeah. Like, let people live, bro. Well, apparently this bro ain't. Um, he introduced, he starts off, he introduced his son to the new Super Mario Brothers games that started on the 3DS, which are noticeably more, all the newer Nintendo games, essentially, I would say 2012 to now, are approachable, more easier to get through. Like Benita said, how the fuck (laughs) us as kids were able to get through these games? Like, I tried to play Legend of Zelda, Zelda, um, Link to the Past. Which originally came out, I think, 93. I'm like, what in the fuck? I'm already at one heart? Yeah. Fuck this game! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I went back to F-Zero, because at least I can play that. I was like, if Dunk Hunt, if Dunk Hunt was there, I'd probably be shooting the dog again. Because that was the one game I did have no patience for. That guy, every time you miss that goddamn dog. Oh my god, right? Yeah. Like, Desmond, quit, quit. No, no. I want him there. I want him. And then go get me started on Ghostbusters 2 on the NES. <laughs> uh, but I mean, just. This whole article is just. It's a form of gatekeeping. Like, he's basically just being a gatekeeper to his son. Yep. And. And that get that get good attitude as well. Like, let him enjoy what he enjoys. Like, don't foist your bullshit on your children. Like, that's why I don't ever want kids. Because I'm like, man, I dealt with enough bullshit in my life. And I do not want to foist that on to somebody else. And have them, like, fucked up with bullshit. So it's like this planet's going to die in 10 years anyway. So it's like, whatever. Um, like, but just, uh, just fucking let him live, bro. Like, um, the reason why we're getting miffed about this, he gets to, he gets to the midpoint of his article and he's talking about um, introducing his son to Spider-Man Miles Morales because he let his son love into the Spider-Verse. Um, he put him on friendly neighborhood difficulty, which is friendly neighborhood is easy, but neighbor, um, it's been a fucking minute since I played Spider-Man. 
It's like the what, like the kid-friendly version, because he doesn't die. I think that's what the article said. Yeah, because uh, it was because there's two different ones. There's friendly neighborhood and there's neighborhood. It's been a minute because I, like I said, I passed it, played it, and put it away. <laughs> so, I have not played it yet. I still need to do that. I I think you would. Mm. No, I'm. I feel like I would enjoy it because I really enjoyed the. Um, First Spider-Man game. Oh, okay. okay. So I don't think we ever talked about yeah. you playing the first Spider-Man game. Did we not? Mm-mm. Oh, well. Mice, Anywho, back to the first one. Because I was like, I, I, right quick, fuck, we're going into a tangent. What did you think of um, uh, Spider-Man's uh, Mary Jane? And her, her sections of the gameplay. I mean, they were okay. I think I just, I didn't like the whole, like, oh, we're broken up thing, because it's just, like, that trope is, I think, so overused. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't, like, abjectly hate it. Okay. I was just like, meh. Meh. Okay. I will have one. I do have one gripe from Miles Morales. I'm sorry. I'm Miles is synonymous with uh, Air Jordans. Seeing this kid, <laughs> looking at the screenshot again, wearing Adidas. Look, I like Adidas. I really do. But quit trying to make Adidas a thing. You know, I don't see no one today. Now, unless you an old school sneakerhead from the '80s, still wearing Adidas. I mean, money talks. So whoever gives them the most money, I guess. I know. I'm just like, it, it don't gel with the costume they got Miles wearing. And I was like, the, the Jordans. If you coming into it once again, if you came in, coming into into the Spider Verse and you haven't played Miles Morales, that's gonna be jarring. It's gonna be a little bit jarring for you. That's your spoiler alert. He's not wearing Jordans. He's wearing Adidas high tops. Does Michael Jordan still make money off of Air Jordans? Oh, yeah. I wonder how much money he makes. I think he's also a shareholder for that specific section of um, Nike. Okay. But he uh, but he didn't pull a boss move like Shaquille O'Neal and bought out Reebok. So Shaquille O'Neal over here making money. Papa John's, Payless, now Reebok. I w- that would be a boss move if Shaquille O'Neal gets Reebok. Put it- Wait, no, Payless is not a thing anymore. But still, if Payless was a thing, <laughs> now that he owns Reeboks, that would be fucking game changer to see a Reebok shoe in a Payless. That's also a time capsule for you all. It's like right around time the height of Blockbuster, you had Payless shoe stores. In the same little shopping mall. Those were the days. God, we're old. Alright. <laughs> Back to this article. Um so it's he, fine. Yeah. He started complaining pretty much the um in this opinion piece, the person was um the individual the the, the asshole was pretty much complaining that his son was playing on friendly neighborhood difficulty because it not only prevented Miles from dying, 
but also it was helping his son get through the game a lot more. I mean, because it's really it, the game can get the challenge very challenging in later sections of the game. So Plus, he's fucking eight. That too, and he every prefaced it. His son was able to get through the newer Mario games. So that should let you know, not every kid is gonna want to sit through a game that they can't beat. It's not fun, even when you're an adult. Like when he said, we want to play a game. It's a long fucking day at work, or in this case, it's a pandemic. You're probably online all fucking day dealing with customers, or you probably fucking a service worker dealing with assholes. You want to come home, you're probably a gamer, you want to get, just sit through a fucking game. The last thing you want to do is, there are some masochists who like to fucking play Dark Souls, and just, I don't get it, but that's your thing, that's your thing, that's your kink, okay? But, for me, for me, I'm piggyback with Benita, I want to just get through a game, enjoy the, enjoy the mechanics, enjoy the story, instead of having to worry about me screaming off the top of my head. I literally scream more playing Spider-Man than I have every fucking game. Like, why does it take so fucking long to beat a boss? Somniac, please, for the love of God, don't do that for Wolverine. I timed it. It took me 20 minutes to defeat a fucking boss doing it properly. Shiki, how long? 20 minutes. Oh. I'm like, my brother, like, are you hitting him? I'm hitting him, motherfucker. <laughs> He's backseat and backseat gamers. And this father seemed like a backseat gamer on top of that. That irks yeah. me. That irks the fucking shit out of me. Don't backseat game. Let us play how we play. Like, yeah, and then it was just so funny because remember he mentioned like um, his son was, you know, playing on the friendly neighborhood and then he upped the difficulty. Um, and I was like, oh, you did a good job. You got him. Great job. And then he leaves the room and he comes back and his son, like, deletes the game save file. And he was like, what did he say? Like, 38% in? 28%. 28. Um, so yeah, like, quarter of the way through the game. But he, like, deletes the file or, like, starts a new game all over again with the, um lower setting and he was like i don't understand like why could why didn't he just change it he saw me change the level and i'm just like okay well first of all maybe your son liked the idea that his spider-man doesn't die like like he, he, maybe he wanted his game to be perfect where he never died and you've ruined it because he now can't he doesn't want to finish playing a game where he knows spider-man can die like like, he's a kid. Yeah, their brain, their brains work differently. Like, just ugh. here's the last two paragraphs. I can only assume that my son hated that. Put him through that challenge. It started the enjoyment of his leisure, web swinging, and cool, no stakes action sequences on um, scenes. So much that he needed to wipe the slate clean and start over. He didn't mean to break my heart, but here we are. I, I, I wish we were on video because I'm roll, I roll it hard on that one part. I'm fully aware that there are all kinds of gamers out there in the world, including those who like casual experiences and play games to relax rather than claim supreme victory. Is it a genuine shock to learn that my own son rejects an aspect of games that, that have largely defined my great love for the medium? But I suppose it's just a reminder that our children are not us. Adam, well, I said I was not going to name the kid. I said, Adam. So I didn't really pronounce the kid's name. I just said, at it. 
um, is growing up to be his own man, and I still love him, even if he is a filthy casual. All right, he, he he still stuck a pin in it. He, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna delete it. It's now off my feet. Yeah. All right. It's a dumb take. It's is very much a dumb take because he's in that is it's obvious and it's evident he's part of that mentality. Like I'm about to name drop him, and it's been about a good year since I name dropped him, Ninja. Who don't like people who, in this case, casuals. But if you really think about it, it's those who grew up. So, between me and Benita's age range. And then older. We are now the new norm of <laughs> gamers who are like, we're not into that that shit. Just let us play how we play. We're going to, like, we're not playing, we're not playing Overwatch. We're not playing Call of Duty. We're, it's, again, just like that. It's just a dumb gatekeeper mentality where it's like, oh, you're not a hardcore gamer. And it's like, again, just them being pissy and trying again to just show how, quote unquote, better they are than everyone else. But yeah, like gatekeeping is just the dumbest thing in the world because it's gaming's for everyone. So there's literally no fence. There's no, there's no fence. So gatekeepers like just erect a gate when there's no wall. Mm -hmm. So it's free for like all of these people to just come and enjoy whatever fandom they want. And then it's just, you get like some people that have to stumble through a fucking gate with shitheads guarding it. Like. It's fucking stupid. I hate him. Don't be a gatekeeper. I wish I could just fucking punch them. Calcom punch. If you play Smash that Brothers, too. if you play Smash Brothers, you know, <laughs> just clean them off the fucking map. <clears throat> Fuck them, people. I don't want to end up. I don't want to end up this podcast with that sour note. I, I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was gonna end it, and I was just like, "No, I don't want to end it on a, on a sour note." It's only. I mean, it's just don't be a dick. That's all. <sighs> Let people enjoy what they want. If it don't hurt nobody, leave them alone. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. I have nothing. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, no. We actually do. We, we, it's still going to end up on a shitty note. If we trash Night of the Animated Dead. Ooh, that's a dumpster fire. I will happily light up. All right, let's yeet. Yeet! <laughs> this movie. Which, okay, so I, di I was looking at the cast, and I'm like, no, this is a solid cast. What the fuck? See, they put all their money on the cast, which is like the majority of people who was on Psych, <laughs> besides Josh Dumel. Dude, I was looking at it and I'm like, is this a fucking Psych reunion? What the hell? <gasps> like, minus Josh Dumel and Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> like, this is a fucking Psych reunion. Well, actually, you know, every time Jay's real date. I was gonna say, what? Did she not? 
have a guest spot on Psych one time? Mm, I think um, her friend Trisha Helfer, if I remember correctly, Trisha Helfer, yeah, was on Psych, but not her. Okay. Okay. But um, um. every time James they do something, which is good to have a best friend and be like, yo, you want to do this with me? So him and, right. him and Dulé Hill are like the best of friends. So it's obvious he was going to bring him on. He was going to be the, obviously the only black character in this goddamn movie. <laughs> but I did see the trailer to One Year, Wonder Years. Um, it looks good. I might, I might watch it. It was good to see Dulé Hill do something and it was like, it was like close to what I did. I did see that trailer the other day and that one I'm like okay that looks solid because they um because Fred Savage is the producer if y'all remember Fred Savage he was actually in the original Wonder Years and he considered it as a sequel piece um another times another another time beside um not in his timeline because I think his was the 70s so it was like let's set it in the 60s with a black family so you get the different perspective I was like thank you Fred Savage for that um, but Night of the uh, but, yeah, I'm... but this one here, Night of the Anime Living Dead, is pretty much they're just remaking the George Romero classic in animated form. But not even like good animated form. It's because it's really like WB Animation is putting all their money in their, which is fine because it's making their money. But they're they're putting more money in their DC animated projects. So if they do anything outside of that. The animation quality is trash. Their voice cast is always solid, but the animation is trash. So it's like, there's no balance with Warner Brothers animation. Like their fucking company, Warner Brothers. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, uh, and, it does not look good. And obviously we're going to watch it anyway. And we have more things to shit on it about. I'm gonna watch it. Like this is as close to a radar. Well, no, these. Ooh. I'm only gonna watch it if it's like free on HBO Max. Yeah. I th- I think it's since Warner Brothers is technically paired up with HBO Max in a way. I th- I'm pretty sure it's gonna pop up on there. But if you want to see a good animation, rated R animated movie, see where they're gonna go. Justice League. Um, Apocalypse War, Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War. People, people, this was on the level of Mortal. People would complain about how violent Mortal Kombat was. A lot of people was complaining about the amount of DC characters getting killed off and how gruesome their deaths were. Like you, I think you like you enjoy most of the character deaths of big DC heroes. Um, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say, I'm not even going to name the heroes. You're just going to be like, oh, they went there. <laughs> like, oh, holy shit, they went there. <laughs> like, it, it's, it, 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 it's, it'll be a little, it's a little jarring. Try, I'll, I'll say that. If you are a fan of Superman or any other character, nothing bad is Superman. Nothing is going to bad happen to him, but any other DC heroes that you like that could be in this in that movie, don't watch it. You will get a PTSD. Don't show okay. you. Basically, if you have kids, 
This is the one D. I can't believe I'm saying this is the one DC animated feature you do not show your children. It is on the level of Night of the Animated Living Dead, where you will see guts, <laughs> limbs <laughs> torn apart. It's it's literally like a oh, holy shit. Even my younger brother was like, I don't like this. I was like, I knew he was not going to like this. I told you not to watch it. That's what you get. No one ever listens. No one ever. When it comes to something, when somebody asks, don't ask my opinion. And if I tell you not to watch it, and you go and watch it, don't come back and blame me. Because it's only equivalent of this. My calculations are correct. My calculations are correct. this when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> well, with that, thank you for listening to Space Society Collective Podcast. I couldn't find a good way to exit, so we just might as well take your exit now. Tangents Ahoy. This is what the title is going to be called. It was some good tangents. We got the shit on Star Trek and Star Wars, respectively. We... <laughs> We did our thoughts on what we could, what we hopefully can possibly see in Marvel's Wolverine. Um, hopefully, it's only a timed exclusive. Hopefully. Um, we'll see. And fuck that dude from Escapist. Um, you represent a type of us millennials that um, I just want to kick in the taint. Not in the dick, not in the ass, just right in the taint. Because that, that hurts more than any of those things. With steel toe boots, yeah. with with the biggest Doc Martin steel toe boots I could find, that can I can fit in my foot. For some odd reason, Doc Martin's only can ro- ro- go up to a size thirteen. So, and I'm not ruining my Vans, hurting another person. I'm, I'm. I'm <laughs> All right, I'm getting violent. All right, people. <laughs> All right, later, peeps. Actually, let me do one more sound bite. Let's do one more soundbite before we go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.